0: Welcome to the Everyone's a Critic Movie Review Podcast. I'm your co-host, Bob Zerl. With me as always is professional film critic Sean Patrick and Jeff Lasseter. Visit us at iHateCritics.net, everyone's a critic podcast.com. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram Our Handles Critics Pod. Uh, you can listen to us at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Lux, all your podcatchers. Please go back to Apple Podcasts So, subscribe to the show, rate and review the show, give us a five-star review, we'll read it on the air. Uh, after this episode, I'm anticipating up a one-star reviews because I've been working on a bit that's going to be offensive, so I can't wait. <laughs> <clears throat> and last week's episode where we called it Sound of Whatever Freedom and didn't talk about it at all, that'll probably piss <laughs> some people off. Uh, I don't know. Patreon.com Good. slash critics pod, Best to Sports Podcast, and public our handles CriticsPod there. Search it and you'll find our merch.
1: What is well, Sound of Freedom? I've never heard of it. <laughs>
0: I'll explain later.
2: <laughs> <laughs> the most you know important movie of all time.
1: I went to this. I went to the theater and there were like all these people standing outside because they turned up the air. They turned off the air conditioning, and I think that's what was going on. I thought I thought it had to do with the air conditioning. <laughs> I went <laughs> down to the <laughs> or whatever. the fuck.
2: I oh yeah, the conspiracy it. theory. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat>
0: All right, uh, Sean, where can people read your reviews?
1: Uh, you can find me on uh, geeks.media and horror.media, where I'm serializing the book that I'm working on for in the 90s. And, uh, of course, uh, the uh, archive blog, seanatthemovies.blogspot.com, if you want to find out uh, if I can't remember the movie I reviewed. <laughs>
0: it's okay. You have read <laughs> a lot of movies. <laughs>
1: over 2000 over 4000 actually now. It's a big difference.
2: You just do you just do 2000 of them twice?
1: No, I got 2000 on the blog and then 2000 on on geeks and
0: horror. Gotcha. Wow. jeff where can people get your art?
2: Uh, everywhere now. Uh jefflaster.com. Uh where you can get links to my T public, you can get links to my Etsy. Um I'm going to have to start a Redbubble because T public decided that I'm not an artist that I'm just an apprentice and cut my money in half uh, so I will have any conceivable place I can put my art I'm going to put it so you should go buy it
0: any upcoming uh, cons or shows
2: yeah uh, let's see in August in Davenport Iowa I'll be at the Planet Funk Con they just shared my images on their uh, socials um, I do have some of my artwork at Abernathy's in Davenport. I will be at Midwest Monster Fest, which is possibly the last one they're ever going to have Ooh. in September in East Moline. Um, in October, I will be at Halloween-a-Palooza in Ottomwa, Iowa. November, I'm going to be at Days of the Dead in Chicago. And December, I will be at the QC toy show in, uh, Davenport at North park mall. And I'm sure that I might, uh, because I'm about to be very unemployed soon. Um, I will probably try to sneak into a couple other ones here in the near future. So keep, uh, keep up with my socials and I'll tell you where I'll be.
0: we do have links in the show notes. Uh, Sean and I were talking before we got started about the writers and acting actor strike. Uh, You know, we've Sean, you'll probably say it better than I do, but still go to the movies. (laughs) You know, it's not you're not helping by boycotting Oppenheimer and Barbie next week or canceling Netflix or anything like that. So just wanted to throw that out there. Not that anybody cares.
1: Yeah, like we just had a movie theater close in our area uh, and that's a bad sign. Uh, if a movie theater is closing, considering how popular movie theaters tend to be, so yeah, don't. The only people you'd be punishing are the movie theaters and the potential places where people could go to actually see movies. Uh, you know, I know that, I know you don't want to necessarily benefit the billionaires and whatnot, but uh, and it, they certainly need to feel the pain in order to do the right thing. But, but they don't I think feel pain. They don't. Not when you're <laughs> that rich, you really don't feel anything. Uh, the way especially with the way they talk about people so they clearly have no they have no pain point uh that it's just going to have to be wearing them down which is uh, hopefully the actors and writers can do but uh you're you're only going to hurt movie theaters if you don't go
2: can i uh interject also i have a lot of friends who are actors um and writers and I've been seeing this and I don't know if it is grassroots or if it is just some chaos agents or whatever people posting on socials uh with pictures of very famous actors you know and why should we you know care about these millionaires you know they're just bitching and blah 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 90% of the people that we are like striking for aren't these right. huge movie stars they're the workaday actors that the uh, the background characters, the character actors, people who have to get second jobs just to get health insurance. Um, and one of the things that they are striking over is the fact that they want to replace actors with background artificial intelligence scanned actors so they don't have to pay actual living people. And writers. that doesn't just... And the writers, yeah, they don't... It just doesn't affect the artists and writers that it's really like a whole economy thing where if you look at the studios, all these regular day players and whoever the, you know, the small time quote unquote actors, um, they still have to go, you know, they still get food and they still get groceries and all that stuff that, you know, around the studios and in locations and things like that. And it is, it's a ripple effect. If, if, if a studio doesn't have actors, then those actors don't need to be clothed or fed. So all the little businesses around them go out. So that's why they're striking. It's not just, you know, oh, we're not gonna get a billion dollars in residuals for streaming. No, they're not they're not getting anything for streaming. Right. <laughs> and that's one of the problems yeah. because everybody's streaming now. Yeah, so,
0: once the model changed, their contract never did and they're really yeah. not asking for anything ridiculous. And like you said, it's the vast majority of them aren't Matt Damon. You know, they're they're people yeah. struggling. Uh, even like Mark Marin was talking about a couple years ago prior to his podcast really taking off, he was struggling to meet his quota to get the insurance, you know. Yeah. He was somewhat successful. So it's I don't know. Just
1: it, it's <laughs> gross is what it is, is, what these companies are doing, especially with the Netflix stuff. One of the one of the stars of Orange was the new black who Appeared on multiple episodes and should be receiving something each time that show is streamed, uh, showed off a check for 29 cents that that she received in residuals, and that's what she received for the entirety of that run of of that fucking show, which is fucking ridiculous. I mean, that show has been streamed hundreds of millions of times, and to have your actors paid 29 cents out of that is ludicrous.
2: Yeah, my friend Ritania Alda, she had, um, she appeared on a very famous show and when her first residual check, you know, it's usually, it used to be, you know, a few hundred dollars the first time something aired and then, you know, dozens and what, you know, and it would go down over time. However, her first residual check, because everything is so fractured now, was $17 so she got paid up front a little bit, but then you know they they expect to get residuals. Her first residual check was seventeen dollars, and she never got another penny from that role.
0: And the residuals play a big role about them qualifying for insurance later yeah. on.
2: Yeah.
1: Oh yeah. <clears throat> Alan Alda was telling a story about his mash residuals, where he would just get these piles of checks, and he just mm-hmm. like he would put them, he'd give them to his wife to put away, but like he never even bothered to look at them. But they were so big. <laughs> they were all, all of them were big. They were all big check because he started on a big time TV show in the 1970s. It was the most watched show in the world, and that's the way it should be. He should be paid that well.
2: Yeah, I mean, look, try if you don't believe that artists, and I'm saying this personal experience, if you don't think that artists deserve to be paid for the work that they do, uh, I mean, I'm constantly, you know, before I joined the show, Bob was very generous in paying me to do designs for the Tea Public. But most people just think, "Oh, you're going to do that art, you're going to do your artwork anyway, so why should I pay you for it?" If you don't believe that artists of all stripes deserve to be paid for what they do, I dare you to go even a day without some sort of art in your life, whether it's TV, a podcast, music, a book, a magazine, any of that, anything that you, you know, you blunt the the pain of everyday existence with. Is made by somebody, so keep that in mind the next time you're bitching about an an actor making, you know, a hundred thousand dollars for an episode of TV.
0: Right, but they forget that by the end of the, by the time they're done paying their taxes, paying off their attorneys, their accountants, Mm -hmm. their managers, they're probably getting like thirty grand, twenty five grand. I mean, it's yeah, it's not what it sounds like.
1: Meanwhile, we're yeah. talking about the, the enemy here is a group of people who are... We're talking about the owners of Disney, Netflix, Amazon. They're all billionaires. Uh, they could all give... I mean, <laughs> they could end the strike with a with a fucking donation if they wanted to. I mean, <laughs> it's it's ridiculous. I mean, Jeff Bezos could fund the whole thing if he wanted to and not <laughs> deal it for a moment. Right. And-
2: well, D- yeah. David Zasloff, who's ruined HBO Max and... Warner Brothers, Universal, and I mean, the guy makes more money in an hour than most people make in an entire year. Just keep that in mind. And these are the guys who say that they can't afford to pay a writer a living wage, a living wage, not a fortune. Right. You know, like fifty thousand dollars a year, so that they can and and that's in California, which is barely right. A, you know, a living wage. So if they can't afford to pay these people, why are they getting bonuses and stock buybacks and all that shit? I mean, and that, and it, it, it's a microcosm for the economy in general. Yeah. You know, I mean, I I'm leaving a place of work that <laughs> quite honestly, that, you know, does not pay very well, but the, the owner lives very well. So, it, you know, it, that's just <laughs> as a, uh, as um, from the last indie movie. That's capitalism, you know?
1: <laughs> We've been so duped by the stock market, it's ridiculous. Uh-huh. Like The notion of the stock market is the dumbest thing in the world. It doesn't work. It, it only benefits a very, very few people. Everybody thinks they can buy in and be part of it, but you can't for the most mm-hmm. part. Uh, it's like playing the lottery, but but dumber. Uh, it's so completely <laughs> rigged. I yeah, mean, it's not and then, based on anything. <laughs> exactly. I mean, you've got these people in New York who are making decisions based on numbers. Like, they closed a bunch of CVS uh, pharmacies. didn't matter whether that pharmacy was doing well. They just picked ones uh, at random. Said, so this one's closed, this one's closed, this one's closed. It didn't matter if you were a good employee or not. It didn't matter if you did your job or not. It didn't matter mm-hmm. how good your store was. They needed to close a number of stores. And that's all that mattered to them was the number of stores they closed. It didn't matter how successful you are. That's not supposed to be what capitalism is.
2: Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) I've always heard the older you get, the more conservative you'll get. And Mm -hmm. I'll tell you what, the older I'm getting, the way more progressive and let's burn some shit down I'm getting.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Because they were raised on a selfish ethos. They were raised on this idea that you have to, you know, put a gun out your door to keep people away from your money like that's the way we were so many of these boomers were raised on that idea that you have to protect your property and your money with a gun and and don't let anybody have it especially the government and it's, like, it's so we're all realizing like no that's a really stupid way to live
0: but they rebelled for like five years like the late 60s they're all cool and then <laughs>
1: <laughs> because they were on drugs, we should give them back the drugs. Okay, no kidding.
2: <laughs> I just I, I want everybody to enjoy art and do something creative and be compensated for it, you know. And if that makes me a pinko commie, then I guess I'm a pinko commie. So, do good work and be rewarded for it.
1: Why? Yeah, that that was what I was raised on. I don't understand why that would be different now
0: because <laughs> mm-hmm. you can't trust those in power
1: very true because <laughs> look at the president he's done dick
0: <laughs> well we got robert kennedy coming so it'll fix everything
2: <laughs> yeah. you know, I, I just don't know about all that stuff That's, i can't listen, I can't listen I to that can't. guy it's
0: just like there's no hope anywhere anyway <laughs> <laughs> oh, hope we're all gone. gonna die <laughs> hey, the, hey
1: the the republicans are gonna plant a billion trees so don't worry about it it's all good
2: <laughs> they're gonna those are coca trees so they can fund don jr's coke habit
0: oh
2: <laughs>
0: mission impossible 15
1: <laughs> mission impossible dead reckoning uh, starring tom cruise and finn rams and Simon Pegg, Rebecca Ferguson, Haley Atwell. This movie's awesome. Oh, I love it. Honestly, this movie is so good. It's uh, dead reckoning is essentially uh, like a blind navigation by by a submarine. There's a blind navigation. Call it a dead reckoning, and that's essentially what this the, the whole movie is about. Blindly navigating this very dangerous situation in which there is this AI monster, which is kind of appropriate. Uh, they they call they end up calling it the Entity, and it's this AI monster that is essentially about to take over the world If depending on who can get to it and who can kind of not take control of it, but certainly have the access to allow it to take control of everything itself. Uh, and there are a lot of very self-interested people who would like to be at least at the beck and call of this AI Entity, and uh, Tom Cruise and the IMF are the ones who are standing between them and that happening, and it's all about it's all about this key that they've got to get to, to assemble and put together and then they've got to figure out where the key goes and it's a really great journey. The action is spectacular. Uh, the The set pieces are just, I mean, I, 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 I'm I so afraid to be this effusive about anything, but I enjoyed it so much that I keep, I, I'm like so enthusiastic about it, I want to talk about every element, but honestly, just the, the choices that they make are so very smart. This is incredibly well plotted. It moves at an ridiculous pace. My I was breathless watching this thing. My my pulse was pounding. I was just super excited throughout. It's just really, really good, guys.
0: This is why I could never be a critic, is because I have such a narrow mind of what I like and what I don't <laughs> like. And I just I couldn't watch this with an open mind and be like, this is good. <laughs> it's just it would bore me. I, I could recognize I guess I could say, okay, I get it. But I wouldn't be able to pay attention because I just don't. That's not where my area of interest is, and when it's when I don't have that, I don't go.
2: <laughs> yeah, I didn't see it. Uh, <laughs> I mean, we, we discussed this last week. I wasn't going to see this movie. I've not seen any of the other ones. Um, I did have an opportunity last Monday or last Tuesday after we recorded to watch it. I'm not going to say how, but. I was like, well, I haven't seen any of the other ones, and I'm going to Chicago for a show. I don't know if I'll have time to squeeze them all in, so I did not watch it. But
0: I mean, I don't dispute anything you're saying, Sean. I just it's not for
2: me.
1: <laughs> <sighs> I mean if you, if you if you enjoy an action movie, you'll enjoy this movie. This is an action movie. It's it's uh it just happens to it's not so intricate that you can't get involved. Like, I think anybody could watch this and be involved in it. And it does help to have the knowledge of the previous movies, but it's not so much reliant on lore as it is about, you know, this, this, uh, the moment that they're in. Uh, the, the lore is built in and it's there and it does enhance things, especially if you're somebody like me who like takes notes. But it, honestly, you could watch this movie with your brain off and just enjoy the, just how intricately well directed, written, and acted it.
0: Yeah, I'm more of a I like action if there's a comedy or horror element to it. So just straight action it doesn't do anything for me. <laughs> <coughs> uh all right, our right, Undisputed Classic. <laughs> <laughs> anything else this week, Sean, other than Mission Impossible?
1: Uh, not really. I I mean, yeah, I did <laughs> uh I, I yeah, that's all I got in terms of new movies, because that's all there was.
0: And it's difficult to talk about action movies forever as well.
1: I, I, didn't, I didn't see The Miracle Club because it looks like a movie for the very, very aged. So I skipped it.
0: <laughs> no judgment here. Uh, because of Flickchart, I think it was Flicksharp, maybe it was something else. I don't remember how we came on Sleepaway Camp, but uh, we decided to watch at least the first three. I'm sure Jeff watched them all. But, uh, I did not. I oh. watched the first three. Awesome.
2: That well, the fourth, quote unquote, the fourth one is really hard to get a hold of, and Return to Sleepaway Camp is just dreadful. Is it so, actually
0: canon, or is it its own thing?
2: Um, I don't remember if it's considered canon, but <laughs> Felissa Rose, Felicia Rose, is in it. Oh. So it's just I. I literally tried to watch it one time, and I. I fast forwarded through great chunks of it.
0: Well, I had never seen it until this weekend and now I've seen three of them.
2: <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. Huh. It was fun. <laughs> uh,
0: do you want so, to Yeah. Go that's ahead? the
1: show. Um.
0: <laughs> Are you a fan oh. of sleepaway camp, Sean?
1: Uh, not the first one. Uh, we'll talk about that. Sleepaway camp, uh, 1983, Uh, let's see here, where's my notes? I forgot my notes. Oh, here they are. Uh, Drafted by Robert Hiltzik, written by Robert Hiltzik and starring Melissa Rose. uh, Telling a story about uh, two kids, uh, one of which was killed along with their father. Uh, The other goes to live with an aunt who delivers the best performance in this movie, and I will not (laughs) be with about that. That is the best (laughs) performance in this movie. Uh, Uh, she ends up going to camp uh, angela uh played by Felicia rose ends up going to camp with her cousin uh who's a great kid t- does his best to take care of her you know, I like i liked that as protective aspect of him uh and people start to to die a, cle- a creepy clerk cur- cook dies weirdly in a physics defying stupidity accident <laughs> uh you've got a series of other people who are going to die because they're rude or have sex or whatever, or they bully the, the main character for whatever reason. This movie's terrible. It, it's, it's just almost borderline, borders on unwatchable. The acting is miserable. And it really all just boils down to that ending, which is, I guess, shocking just because it's so, I don't know, broad and gross. Um, I do want to say people have, there have been people talking about this as a trans narrative and it's not because you can't be forced to be trans <laughs> it's not a thing you either are trans or you're not it's not something that someone could force on you and the character of Angela had it forced upon her to to live as a girl even though she was a boy spoiler alert boy. Uh,
0: <laughs> well that was that leads me to my bit and it has nothing to do where you think I'm, I'm not going anywhere <laughs> offensive <laughs> But why is this not, like, why are there not a bunch of QAnon-type people taking this movie and being like, see, the mainstream media is hiding this from you, because look what what the teachers are going to do to our kids. This is all based on a true story, and they're going to (laughs) go, I mean, you can take the whole Sound of Freedom thing and apply it to this movie incorrectly, (laughs) and uh, I mean, I'd love to see someone parody that and make fun of them, but I'm I fear that no one would get it and they <laughs> oh, think it's real.
2: Nobody a, would. A yeah. They wouldn't get it and they would think it was gospel and they would start just going <laughs> it's, with
1: it. it. an uncensored uh, picture of Melissa Rose with this is the future that liberals watch. <laughs> yep.
0: <laughs> I mean, that's all I could think about through all three of these, which is unfair to the movies, but it was just like, <laughs> cause you're right. A hundred percent. Right. This is not a trans narrative. This was oh. an abuse.
1: There's a child who's abused, who's forced to live as a girl by her crazy aunt, and uh, she goes nuts because of that and starts killing people uh, You know, due to the trauma that she's been forced to undergo. And that would be, I guess, an interesting idea if all the acting was just impossible to enjoy. None of these actors are any good. Not a single one of them is any good. They're all just these blocks of wood, just repeating dialogue from a page. And it's just impossible to enjoy, even on an ironic level. I co- I couldn't even enjoy this on an ironic level because it's just it's just
2: dull. It's incredibly <laughs> dull. It's camp.
1: It wishes it was camp.
2: <laughs> I, I, well, I mean, it, they Desiree Gould especially puts the camp in Sleepaway Camp.
0: The she plays the
2: ever- she plays the Aunt, the aunt Martha who I might add is literally one of my most popular stickers that I've done. It's just, I'm almost sold out of it as well. Uh, I, I just had to order it. I, for the longest time thought Desiree Gould was a drag queen. (laughs) Because her features and her hands are so big and mannish that I, I would, I, for years, I just thought it was a drag queen doing a bit. And no, she recently died, but she was an actual biological cis woman who presented as such, who just was this personality that the director chose to play this aunt who has to be seen to be believed. (laughs) I mean, one of the best horror performances, bar none. You know, she. I mean, she. She is more campy than than Betsy Palmer in the original Friday the Thirteenth. Yes, and that's, that's pretty camp. <laughs> it's just the, the biggest uh,
1: problem is there's not enough of her.
2: <laughs> right, right. So well, everything Sean said about the acting is spot on. Um, I unironically love this movie though because of that because it is just it's it's one of those so bad it's good and unintentionally funny. Although it does have, you know, it does have some great lines. Like it shouldn't live Ricky or it shouldn't, it shouldn't die. Ricky, it shouldn't live bill. You know? I mean, that's one of the best lines. That's just perfect. Um, Everybody is just overdoing it so much. And I don't, I don't think unlike the sequels that that was on purpose. Uh, Mel, the guy who runs the camp is like Mr. Roper <laughs> on speed, you know, <laughs> he's just so like, he's so out there and you know, he's fucking one of the teenagers and he's in his fifties or sixties. I don't know. It's so hard to tell how old people were then because they look <laughs> like they were in their seventies. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I love Felicia Rose. She does everything for the horror community. She's just, she's so much fun, not an actress, especially in this one. Um, she's a personality. And, you know, I think that has come more as the years have gone on, but I, you know, I was watching it this time with kind of the, you know, the, the goggles on of critic, you know, trying to think of it a little more critically. And I, I, my first thought was, it's good that they didn't give her a lot of lines. Although when she does, she's not bad, bad. She's just not there. Um, Jonathan Tiersten, who plays Ricky, is—he's funny, but he's—you know—he he goes from zero to sixty in, uh, you know, like in two seconds. He's either, you know, Angela. I really love you, and I'm really glad that you're my cousin, and blah. To you, fucking little, you little fucking assholes, you pieces of shit. Come down here, I'll kill all of you. You know, and I know that that's to make to throw the um, the suspicion onto him mm-hmm. because it looks and in some shots it is actually him, but it, it's made to look like he's possibly the killer. You know, it's like a teenage boy. Um. Did you catch the the old black cook at the beginning? Do you know who that is?
1: Uh, <clears throat> I didn't recognize him, no.
2: It's James Earl Jones's father.
1: <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. No, I did, I did not know that.
2: Yeah, there's so much about this movie that's just like baffling. Like, How do they get away with the cook who ends up getting boiling hot dog water poured on him how to get away with saying the shit he does about like you know about the young girls and stuff i mean that's the that's the part that q on would be like see see this is what they want
1: yep.
2: um yeah.
1: yeah it certainly sets you up to really want him to be dead so that works
2: oh yeah yeah and i think that everybody who does get killed in this first one is they are as unlikable as possible Although, you know, to varying degrees of camp and Judy, who gets it up the, the vagina with a uh, hot uh, curling iron that, for some reason, is just sitting on her bed all hot. Um, yeah. The whole time she's having starting to have sex with this guy, and it's just sitting there warming up. I don't – that I don't understand.
0: Convenience.
2: But I think – yeah, I think I wanted to shock people with the murders right you know um but like christopher calais i don't even know how old he was in this movie but you know they're showing his ass I, he couldn't have been more than 15 i'm just like shocked at some of the stuff that they did in 1983 and got away with and it's still you know you're still able to see it
1: it's the cuties of its time <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: So this came out after Friday the Thirteenth, right?
1: Yes, nineteen eighty-three.
0: Yeah, I mean, I you can tell the influences there, uh, but it does kind of like I, I feel like the sequels are more influenced by those movies than this one is. Uh, but I, I don't know. It's. It worked for me enough. I didn't hate it like Sean did. At the moment. I suppose if I went back and watched it again with a critical eye, I, I could see. I mean, I don't disagree with what you're saying, but I I do think the what's the main actress's name? Felissa uh, Rose. I mean, I thought she stuck out. You know, like she was the most noticeable. I mean, mm-hmm. like not that she was good, but you know, it was obvious <laughs> she was kind of the one they were focusing in on. Maybe they weren't wanting to do that, but.
2: Uh, well, no, I mean she's she's kind of the main character, but right. not, but doesn't have any sort of real agency. You know what I mean? Right. Mm-hmm. And
0: the, you know, kind of for her to be, uh, I mean, I guess you kind of, you have to be pretty dumb to not know she's a killer the whole time. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, at the same. But time. But the way
2: they the the way that they explain it is you can only see this movie once and be shocked by it right
0: oh yeah
1: Mm -hmm. yeah. it does not reward repeat viewings aside from again the aunt who is a legend
2: (laughs) and the way that they handle the fact that angela's father has a husband right and it's not it's not there's not like oh my god you know it's not oh my god angela has two dads no it's just oh okay it's just there, and that I did like that. Every time I watch it, I I'm like, you know what, bravo.
0: But in a lesser, maybe not lesser movie, but most of the time, her character is going to be the final girl, you know. So then to kind of yeah. twist that around and make her the killer is pretty. is a neat idea. I don't know.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah
0: no, I was I was just miserable watching
1: it this time. <laughs> I just wanted it to be over. I, I was I was pretty bored by it. Uh, but what surprised me though, and I, and just to make the transition, Sleepaway Ta- to Camp Two is really good. And you know why it's really good because it has the best lead actress. This woman is mm-hmm. awesome. She's so great. I had no I had no memory of Pamela <laughs> Springsteen being this good, but she is phenomenal. Yeah. So she picks up uh, where. Of the other movie left off. He's the grown up uh, Angela now fully transformed into a woman. Apparently, allegedly, we don't actually see, we don't know. She says it. <laughs> uh, she's uh, gone back to summer camp uh, to, and she's the, you know, the, the proud new uh, camp counselor. Who's
2: uh,
1: enforcing the rules and, gonna, you know, punish all the, the sinning the sinners by sending them home, but by sending them home, that means she's going to murder them brutally. It's clever, it's funny, but again, she stands out so much as just like so much main character energy. It's a genuinely good performance. And I was just so surprised to at her at the level of charisma and and uh, excitement that she incites. She is phenomenal. I really enjoyed her.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah, I thought part, Bob, you- I thought part two was a lot of fun. Uh, I I don't really know what else to say. Other <laughs> that I mean, it's just like talking about an action movie. This is a fun, kind of goofy horror movie, which reminded me more of a Friday the Thirteenth sequel. Uh, I don't know. I just
1: it's really funny. It, it's a mm-hmm. it's really funny. It's it's dark and and just and weird and uh it's. <laughs> You can tell this is a very different movie. Like the 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 level of nudity right off the bat is just like you know classically, a Z movie horror film. I uh, get you have in like the first two minutes. Like it's just crazy like that. Uh, the movie's just doing stuff like that throughout. And the 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 characters that they develop, especially Molly, I thought was terrific. I thought the, the her relationship to Angela was was very unusual and 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 played incredibly well. I liked her the relationship with her uh, boyfriend i thought was clever and of course his death is phenomenal <laughs> fantastic piece of work that whole cabin filled with the uh, filled with bodies is incredibly well put together uh for for an 80s horror movie it, you know it's not quite you know tom savini levels but it's it's there it's up there it's good it's good looking i, I really enjoyed that uh, the, and again her her energy is just so phenomenal i the, <laughs> she dresses up like Freddy Krueger. Or <laughs> I said, no, she dressed up like Leatherface.
2: Leatherface. Yeah. She, she wore the other Freddy guy's Cougar's face.
1: Love for a moment. And it's so dumb. It's so great. I loved that. I loved all those choices. Um, I thought the kills were far better uh, in terms of how they were presented. Uh, the, the burning the two girls alive. That was a great shock scene. <laughs> that was fantastic. Um, Again, yeah, yeah it, it improves for me. It improves in every way over the original.
0: I will yeah, say. Go ahead, Jeff. No, no, go ahead. I'll say early on, uh, when, like you said, you see boobs right away, I was kind of like, because I liked the first one, uh was kind of like, well, this isn't anything like the first one. It kind of threw me off for a while. But then <laughs> sticking with it, it would just end up just being camp horror fun from the 80s that i missed out on
2: (laughs) i the first time i saw this i hated it i was a teenager and i'm like oh you know it's angela and she's you know she or he is coming back to kill everybody and then i was like oh wait no this isn't anything like the original and then i watched the third one in quick succession i'm like no i don't like these and i i like them i like horror whatever and, but as an adult watching the uh-huh. second one, you're just like, oh, I wish she had really taken off because she's so good. And she leans so heavily in the comedy of the role that it it's a completely different performance. Um, and the fact that she's Bruce Springsteen's sister, <laughs> I think kind of, you know, kind of like took away from her being able to get a foothold of her own.
1: Yeah.
2: Uh, yeah, it's some of the lines that she has though, you know, where she's like, okay, campers, you know, and then she sings and it's just, she's, she's so goody, goody. <laughs> she's chipper. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <It's> fucking wonderful. <laughs> that big toothy
1: grin is she's murdering people brutally. is fantastic. That. uh, the scene where she reveals that she killed Sean to Molly is like, your uh-huh. boyfriend's on TV. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: <laughs> terrific. Oh, man. She's just game for everything. And that's what, you know, that's that's what elevates both of the la- the second and the third movies is she is so invested in having a good time and leaning into that comedy that you just go with it.
1: Indeed. Yeah. And and even the third film is still, it's in the spirit of the second one. And it too is an improvement. It's, it's, cause it's so funny. It is such a funny movie. The way that she proceeds through, through this series of murders, she's like this hard bitten veteran of killing people. So she's still got that, she's still got kind of a positive attitude and she wants to be at camp. (laughs) Like she's really means something to her to the point where she commits a murder in order to get herself back to camp. So that she can then start killing people again, but I don't think she wants to kill people. I think she wants to go to camp, and then everybody ruins it for her. And she just, yeah, like, ruining my camp experience. I'm going to murder you for it.
2: Well, and th- and that's the thing. It's like the only person who ruined her camp experience was her. <laughs> you know, <laughs> really,
1: I mean, yeah, because she can't relax. She doesn't know how to have a good time, but you know, it's all rooted in a in a very severe trauma. <laughs> it, it's so funny the, the lawnmower scene I mean I know that's probably oh, been God. Fun, but it's so good it's so funny and, and then when you see that woman headless later on that's a terrific piece of, of horror imagery I kind of thought the, uh, the character that she killed uh, just after that reveal I thought he was going to be more important he was Sean's dad I thought he'd be a more mm-hmm. important character she dispatches of him like nothing <laughs>
2: Oh, but the way she does it, she's just like he's like so what's it going to be, Angela? And she's like I've got a gun. And then she just <laughs> shoots him. <I'm> like, <laughs> the joy that she has, you know, when she says it's a gun.
1: I uh, terrific. I mean, she's so good. There's even a moment where she's just sort of wistful in a mo- she's allowed to be to go back to the camp and go into the place where she sang I'm a happy camper in the previous movie. And she's allowed to be wistful for a moment about her camp experience. It's like you murdered a bunch of people. <laughs> and the movie is lingering for a moment to let her be wistful. That is such a great comic beat. I don't know if it's intended or not, but it feels it feels right.
2: Yeah, she she's having such a good time with it and But I think underneath, she's actually a pretty good actress. She really is. She's just, she's the ball of charisma. It is an
1: absolute crime she didn't get to do better. Yeah. So what does she do now?
2: Oh, you know what? I don't even, I think, I want to say something about, um, I think she's, uh, is she a photographer? I know that I think I want to say she did some photography with um, uh, like her brother, you know, going on the, on the road and stuff. I can, you know what? (laughs) Since we're, I'm going to just be able to tell you, because since we have the breadth of human, (laughs) human knowledge at our fingertips.
1: She was, she was a photographer. She worked in rock photography and and worked with many celebrities. Uh, I'm assuming she still does it. She's, 61 years old now Mm -hmm. she was once engaged to sean penn
2: yep and if the pictures are anything you know i don't know how old the the photos are that when you google her but she's still gorgeous and has that smile and that's awesome (laughs) so you know she was in fast times at ridgemont high which i did not know
1: yeah that was her Um, uh, her debut
2: So I just I I wish her the best because she's just great. You know,
1: (laughs) she got out of acting in 1990. That's the last time she did an acting role.
2: Would love to see her at a convention. Yeah, she's just
1: really, really good in this in both of these movies. Like she's just like I said, she's just extraordinarily charismatic. She's very funny. She's got great timing. And her commitment to it. She commits to this ludicrous idea so deeply and so wonderfully that she just sells the whole thing to you. Yeah. And her photography is gorgeous, by the way. <laughs> pamelaspringsteen.com if you want to check it out. It's absolutely gorgeous. I just happen to be looking at it right now. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, she's just... I, I wish that like they have made more, <laughs> you know, <laughs> just, I honestly, just, just because, her. just with her, just because she's just so infectious and don't get me wrong. I love Felissa Rose. She is, she's an ambassador for horror. She loves her fans and the people, but I just love Pamela Springsteen in this role so much.
1: So and Pamela, Pamela Springsteen also did not appear in get with a food safe attitude. <laughs> Which is one of Felissa Rose. Phyllisa Rose raps, by the way. I don't know if you know that. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> really, she raps. About, yeah, she rapped about food safety.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's a
1: great best of the worst episode, Bob, with uh up from Red Letter Media, where they talk about this video. Get get with a food safe attitude, and it just happens to star Felicia Rose <laughs> as a mom who raps
2: mm-hmm
0: that's hilarious
1: <laughs> and just the weird weird little details in the world you never expect but uh she did uh she did go back uh felissa rose did go back and play the role again uh in uh return to sleepaway camp 2008 i didn't see that one i've never really heard I, of like, one, like i
2: said i but tried I, to watch that, it it's
1: is that in the dvd set
2: uh, no, I think that's the, the one that's in the, there's the four DVD set and it's the first three plus what was filmed for four, but hmm. never really made it. Um, it did, it, it was never a complete movie they tried, but, um, uh, and then Return of Sleepway Sleepaway Camp came, came out in 2008, I believe.
1: Yeah. And directed by Robert Hilton.
2: Yeah. It's just, it's dreadful. <laughs>
1: Isaac Hayes and Vincent Pastore are both in it. Jonathan Tierston came back as well. Yeah, wow. I,
2: it, it's just horrific.
1: And she plays the dual role of Angela and Sheriff Jerry.
2: Mm hmm. Oh, uh, speaking of the sheriff, do you remember? Um, did you guys get a chance to see in the first leapway camp the. Uh, kind of hot, dumb cop with a mustache who comes back later in the movie and he's wearing a fake mustache and they linger on the on it with the camera.
1: right the cop?
2: Yeah. <laughs> because he they had to go back and film some pickups later and he'd shaved off his mustache. So they put <laughs> this terrible, terrible, terrible fake mustache on him. And I saw this movie uh, for the first time in years. I went, when I lived in New York city, I, uh, Fangoria through a, uh, a screening of it when the uh, Blu-ray came out and they were filming it because one of the counselors is the older brother of Mike, the situation Sorrentino from Jersey shore. (laughs) So really hairy one that he's the, he's the older brother of the situation. Uh, And yeah, yeah. So they were filming this premiere, you know, reintroduction to the movie and uh, they talked about it. That was one of the things where they're kind of giving a running commentary through it. And I remember Tony Temponi goes, all right, you guys, here it comes, here it comes, here it comes. And then everybody, you can never unsee it after you see it. It
1: was beautiful man <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god that's hilarious This this movie is far more the first movie is far more interesting behind the scenes than it is actually in the scenes
2: Yeah yeah
1: <laughs> Uh yeah I mean, the, yeah, yeah
2: by no means a good movie but it's entertaining um, you know it has some good kills and it's the the last the scene where you find out, Oh my God, she's a boy. Do you, do, do you happen to read up on anything of that? You guys about no. that last scene? No, apparently. So they made a mask of, of Felisa Rose's face and they got this 21 year old college student drunk <laughs> because he was so nervous to do it. Yeah. And they, they put him in a wig and they put this life mask of Felissa Rose screaming or hissing or whatever she's doing at the end over him. And it, I mean, it's just so obvious when, you know, yep. when they go back and forth, but to this day, nobody knows who that was because he was so embarrassed to show his dick. Yeah.
1: So uh, is that, is that one of the great uh, uh, secrets of horror that people are trying to the mysteries of horror people are trying to solve?
2: No, they just, it's one of those trivia things it that always it. comes up when people. <laughs>
1: <laughs> There's going to be a YouTube video somewhere. <laughs> Whose dick was in. <laughs> I
2: mean, could you imagine his con- convention appearances? If he decided to do that. He's just, he's wearing a paper bag and he's naked from the waist down. <laughs>
1: He could make thousands. <laughs> you're missing out, you're missing out, Dick man. Angela. <laughs> That's his touring name, <laughs> A. The mysterious Mangela. <laughs> Wait, how old is he right now? I bet one of us could pull this off. <laughs>
2: Oh, well, he was probably born in 63. He's probably about 20, so... Uh, Yeah, I'm hoping he doesn't do any below-the-waist nudity now that he's in his 60s. What's
0: wrong with that?
2: (laughs) I don't want to see 60-year-old Dick, do you?
0: Kind of, if I haven't seen it before. Uh, (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Sorry. Sorry, my daughter is actually at camp now, and that's why I've been quiet the last few minutes because she fucked something up, and I had to try to fix it real quick here. Oh,
2: wait so. did she did she kill a bunch of fellow campers? <laughs> I wish
1: Bob so, is using is his she, power to cover it up.
2: <laughs> is she really a man?
0: <laughs> <laughs> if only. Kids still go to camp. Well it's a cheerleading camp which makes it even okay. more horror movie ish. Oh <laughs> Why is that Jeff, is
1: that a horror movie? Cheerleader camp?
0: Um I don't so. Cheerleader Massacre, think so. Surrey House Massacre, yeah. those kind of <laughs> There's the Dungeon here.
2: We gotta start doing all those eighties uh, the horror movies. I think we
0: have. <laughs>
1: I don't think we can take it. I really don't know if I could take that level of wooden acting anymore.
2: Well, there's Slumber Party Massacre that was written by Rita Mae Brown, who's a famous lesbian feminist. Oh, wow. I don't know if you knew that. And Michelle that Michaels. Of,
1: uh, I thought that was the name of character Woody, Woody, Whoopi Goldberg's character in Ghost.
2: <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, Michelle Michaels, who is... Um, in in slumber party massacre follows me on twitter and it's lovely um or on instagram and is lovely so yeah.
1: i think i think i need to watch a french film to get this out of my head
2: why don't you go watch that gene whatever faces again
1: i would watch that in a second before i'd watch Boy camp again
2: and you know what i would watch sleepaway camp twice in the time it took me to get through that movie so i guess we're even
0: <laughs> maybe two and a half times Well you get oppenheimer next week that's supposed to have good acting in it Mm -hmm. Uh, i don't know about barbie i'm sure it's fine Uh, i'm
2: going to see barbie thursday night and i did an oppenheimer uh, barbie mashup design today that took me about 20 minutes that'll probably sell 5 million designs where i you know well well something that takes me 40 40 hours gets no attention right how it
1: yeah, works. I saw I saw some pictures on the red carpet of Matt Gates at the Barbie premiere, and I am thought, uh, you know, what's he doing there? These women are out of his age range.
2: <laughs> yeah, they're all above seventeen.
1: He's looking for Barbie fans. <laughs> <laughs>
2: what he doesn't know is the target audience is men in their forties. Boiled ah. um, <laughs> again. It's all it's all Hunter Biden's fault. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, aside from Oppenheimer and Barbie, we also have '93, another Stakeout, Coneheads, and Poetic Justice. Uh, we have not picked a classic yet. We're debating between a foreign French film or uh, <laughs> '80s camp con- uh, horror movie. So we'll we'll figure that out. Uh, you guys want to play a flick chart?
1: Sure, sure.
0: All right, let's go. Sorry if you can hear that. Shut up, I'm recording. <laughs>
2: <laughs> or not.
0: All right. Uncle Buck or Sleeping with the Enemy.
2: Uh Sleep uh, Sleeping with the Enemy. One of the best last lines of a movie ever.
0: I I I
1: loathe Uncle Buck, but so I don't really care.
0: I don't care either. Good luck, Chuck. The kingdom.
1: The kingdom.
2: Yeah, the kingdom.
1: Somebody showed me a, just a, a weird aside. Somebody sent me a picture of uh, Dane Cook and said, like they're saying, like he had like some kind of plastic surgery fail. It just looked to me like he's just aged. Yeah, like like a picture of him when he's like twenty and a picture of him like close to fifty. Yeah, he's gonna look a little different. Not <laughs> to defend Dane Cook. I hate him, but. Like it just looked to me like he just aged,
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, he failed at not getting plastic surgery. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, Team America, World Police, election,
1: election, election. Oh, we got a natural for next week, N- Dr. Strangelove.
2: Okay. Okay, I've never seen it. Oh, oh really?
1: really? No, never. Yeah, Doctor Strange That's the one.
0: So I' writing that down so I don't forget. Hell or High Water, Drive. That's tough. That is
1: tough. Oh my god, those two movies are incredible. Hell or High Water,
0: Drive. I'm gonna go Drive too, but it's close. Hmm. The Thomas Crown Affair, National Lampoon's European Vacation.
1: Oh, Thomas Crown. I think I could. I, I could probably get my nap done easier during that one, whereas I would be too irritated during European vacation to nap. So give me, give me Thomas Crown.
2: I'm picking European vacation just for the line, Dad. Dad, I think he's going to porker.
0: Oh, <laughs> oh good,
2: Thomas Crown. My brother walked around for months saying that to my dad, and it to the point my my dad who favored my brother big time got pissed at my brother and wouldn't talk to him for two days. So,
0: All right. Halloween 07, the great dictator,
1: the great dictator, the great dictator. Fuck Rob zombies. Halloween. Amen.
0: It's not his fault. Cloud Atlas. So I married an ex murderer.
1: So I married an ex murderer. <laughs>
0: mm,
2: Cloud Atlas.
1: It's too much work. He's in the pocket of big Josh.
2: <laughs> yeah, big no, I'm in the I'm in the pocket of I think that Lily Wachowski is such a nice person that I have to pick that. <laughs> She's lovely. She really is.
1: I imagine so. I just hate Cloud Atlas.
0: I mean I'm sure Adam Stanley is a good guy, but we don't usually pick <laughs> Cloud
2: members. Atlas just takes this big stupid swing, you know, and I'm like, I'm here for it.
0: Mm. That is a fair statement. Final destination, Spanglish.
2: Final um, Destination, love those movies. I like Spanglish
1: a lot. I'll, I'll go with Final Destination, but I, I think Spanglish is actually pretty good.
0: I actually hate oh, yeah. Final Destination movies. Uh, Rain Over Me, Mean Girls. Mean Girls. Again, that's a not bad
1: Adam Sandler movie. Not a I girl.
2: know I hate him.
0: I think he's good in it. I think the movie's kind of lame.
2: Yeah, yeah. If it's not, if, if an Adam Sandler movie is not like one of his, you know, his friends movies where he gets all his friends together, it's much, it's like so much better, but when he gets all his friends together, it's just kind of like a, let's be fucking stupid and give Rob Schneider something to do.
1: Oh yeah, definitely. Oh, it's,
2: it's mean girls, by the way.
0: I agree. But (laughs) I just, I, and I've said it before on the show, I don't get how he can't capture the fun though. with all of his friends. Like right. <laughs> other movies capture fun when everybody's having fun making them. And his movies do not capture that at all.
2: No, no, they don't.
1: Not even a little bit.
0: Juvenile jungle. Never heard of it.
2: Never heard of it.
1: Seriously. What is with the Adam Sandler movie?
0: Fever pitch. <laughs> the wedding singer. Jimmy Fallon. What's with Adam the Drew
2: Barrymore, Barrymore movies? Yeah. <laughs> Fever pitch. I'm going to go the wedding singer because of Alexis Arquette.
0: I'll go the wedding singer too. Super Mario Brothers, ninety three. Fucking Wing, Christ! Wing Commander. Oh, that was video game. Bullet in my head, please. How about that? It's not a choice.
2: Good. Not until you give me a, a job recommendation, John. Um, <laughs> Super Mario Brothers for John Leguizamo. <laughs>
1: Go right ahead. Jesus. The Wing Commander deserves, and that's talked about more about how terrible that movie is. It's so bad.
2: Bob Hoskins is like all the guys who are into me are really into Bob Hoskins. So sure.
0: <laughs> the interview, Mister Deeds.
2: <laughs> the, interview. the interview. Agreed. I can't believe that movie's ten years old already.
1: Did you Did you click on Adam Sandler's filmography or something?
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, it's weird though that it heard us
2: talking about him.
0: <laughs> uh, Better off dead, boyhood.
2: That's tough. Better I, off dead. Uh,
1: I love Better Off Dead, but I also love Boyhood. I think they're both uh, they're both good. to um, go, you know Boyhood?
0: I'll go Boyhood just because it's a neat idea. Five hundred days of summer. The Manx Man. Never heard of the, the Manx.
2: Manx Man. Never.
0: Or Gathmo, Or five hundred days, 500 of, days summer.
1: of summer.
2: I don't care. Okay. <laughs>
0: I'll go 500 days. The 400 blows, the natural.
1: 400 blows.
2: 400 blows, which I thought was a completely different kind of movie.
0: (laughs) Dude, where's my car? Daddy daycare. (laughs)
1: Dude, where's my car? Dude, where's my car?
0: Stand by me, Saving Mr. Banks.
1: Stand by me. Stand by me.
0: Source Code Unbreakable.
1: Ooh. That's tough. Those are two really great movies. Oh, man. Uh, Unbreakable.
2: Yeah, Unbreakable for me. I It took a big, big swing that actually paid off.
0: Yeah, to the sequels. The Forgotten Brother Bear. This
1: thing hates me so much. I <laughs> swear to God. Those, both those movies are miserable. Brother Bear.
2: Haven't seen it.
0: I don't care. (laughs) Uh, Hamlet, Manhunter.
1: Manhunter. Manhunter. Such a good movie. That version of Hamlet should have been much better.
0: Stranger Than Fiction, The Longest Day.
1: Stranger Than Fiction. Yeah. Jumanji,
0: 1995, How to Train Your Dragon.
1: Jumanji.
2: I only saw the first half of How to Train Your Dragon and then started doing something with somebody that I don't want to talk about. Uh, So, (laughs) Jumanji. It's like, I've never seen Happy Gilmore all the way through. Oh my! I don't know why. For some reason, I get in a room with somebody and we start to watch that movie and they get all hot and bothered. And (laughs) I've never seen the ending of Happy Gilmore. I could not tell you how it ends. He
0: wins. Uh... (laughs) <laughs> Sorry I, Bob <laughs> The Iger Sanction Sex in the City
1: I've never seen Iger Sanction How <laughs> <years. laughs>
0: have I uh, TMNT Sex in the City
1: For
2: fuck's sake Sex and the City I mean,
1: No absolutely not,
2: not Not a great movie but I will TMNT not watch
1: TMNT is, They're both pure garbage But if I'm going to sniff one It's going to be TMNT The other one smells far worse
0: uh, I haven't seen either one of them, so I'll flip a coin for you guys. I
1: think TMNT is shorter. That's th- that's my criteria. It's short. It's a shorter bit of misery.
0: Well, the coin agrees with you. Nin- Good. Ninja Turtles, Little Nikki, Marie Antoinette, Marie Antoinette,
2: <laughs> Marie Antoinette.
0: Fallen crank high voltage.
1: Crank high voltage. Sure.
0: Do not care. Whiplash thunderball.
1: Whiplash. Whiplash.
0: Agreed. Mouse hunt Arthur. Fuck's sake. <laughs> we can quit <laughs> I've anytime never you seen, want.
2: <laughs> I've never seen my, mouse hunt. That's all I'm gonna say.
0: Uh, I don't
1: remember if I've seen a mouse hunt or not. SWAT. Arthur. Fuck. Arthur. Arthur, I guess.
2: It has a better song. Yeah.
1: <laughs> That's good. Yeah.
0: The Nice Guys, The Fugitive. The Nice
1: Guys, although I do have a strong appreciation for The Fugitive.
2: I'm going to say The Fugitive.
0: I'm going to go with The Nice Guys. That's the kind of action movie I like. <laughs> Made in Manhattan, The Last Emperor.
1: Good fucking God, why?
0: I'm just waiting for <laughs> you to tap out. <laughs> got the chokehold in and you're just not tapping.
1: Like the last Empire is like three weeks long, but Made in Manhattan is just like having your fingernails ripped off. Which do you prefer?
2: <laughs> Made in Manhattan. I'd watch that before we watch 16 hours.
0: <laughs> I agree. Dogville, Hell of the Living
1: Dead. Dogville.
2: Dogville.
0: Harper, True Lies.
1: Never seen Harper.
2: Oh.
0: Sounds good. Oh, we guess it's Paul Newman. So. Uh, the Taking of Pelham One Two Three, True Lies.
2: True Lies. True Lies.
0: Highlander Two, Hard Rain.
2: <laughs> I've seen neither of those movies. Neither have I. Have you
1: not seen The Quickening? Oh
2: my <laughs> no. I saw the first one and I wasn't into it because Christopher Lambert did not get naked. Um, I'm just kidding. Highlander do,
1: <laughs> because it 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 somehow manages to be funnier than Hard Rain.
0: <laughs> but
2: never so it's a Serbian film. <laughs>
0: <laughs> never seen that. Maybe. We can... Oh, you don't want to? I don't. <laughs> yeah, no.
2: Uh, you know what? Maybe you do, but I, like I don't want to see it again. It's like think sallow, but with
1: a man raping his own child.
2: Meaner, sallow.
0: Okay. Uh, Never ending like, story two, <laughs> like apocalypse.
2: Apocalypse now. now. Apocalypse now. All
0: right, fifty fifty. Rambo three.
1: It's fifty. <laughs>
0: definitely maybe Mary Shelley's Frankenstein 94
1: definitely maybe sure
0: the one the shape of water
1: shape of water
2: mm-hmm.
0: the killing ready player one
1: I have oh, not seen really. the killing yet it's amazing
0: really I haven't seen it either Geely, Top Gun, and we can go home.
2: <laughs> I don't care. I don't like Geely, and I hate Tom Cruise. Oh, and Sean can have it. I would. Have you gone pick with Bob.
0: I would have gone with Geely with you, but all right, that's our show. Next yeah. week, we Top. have a little more substance.
2: <laughs> Hi, Barbie, or
0: maybe not. <laughs> All right. See you guys next week.
1: See ya. See ya.
0: Bye.